Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the Foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The Foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Donate today at ArmyHistory.org. Right now at Safeway, earn four times rewards points when you shop for participating items with Safeway for you. Shop for items like Ready Whip Whipped Cream, Deer Park Natural Spring Water, Din and Danimals Drinks, Philadelphia Cream Cheese, and 7-Up to earn four times rewards points with Safeway for you. Offer expires January 4th. Plus, get select holiday essentials like gift wraps, bags, holiday decor, lights, and more. Buy one, get one 50% off. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com or head in store for full offer details. It's the Custard TV Podcast, myself, Luke, editor and uh, runner of the website, joined by Londoner Gary. Yo. And last week he was baking, this week he's eating cheese and biscuits, Matt, in the northern area. Hello, hello Luke, hello Gary. Can I, can I, just I don't ch- like that anymore. Look, look why do you call yourself the runner of the website? What I do is I renew the domain every uh, year. Uh, <laughs> you're the domain yeah. renewer. Yeah, I just have well, to keep a credit card hero. free. Yeah. <laughs> uh, reviews, TV shows, and uh, all stuff we like and dislike. Gary goes Going west on the US stuff. Yep. Um, then there's the quick... No, then there's the pick of the week where we tell you what we think you should be watching in the next seven days. And then the quiz that I am still behind on. Six four. on Christmas. Six four in Matt's You've favor. got the whole of November and December to bring it back. I know to lose further. Like, we having like, a mega quiz at the end. Just like yeah, just I like, can't wait. Just like Maloko sang, bring it back. Wow, that's that's the most contemporary thing you've ever said, <laughs> and it's wrong. Is it? Sing it it's back. as you sing it back. Sing it back. <laughs> yeah. No, it was bring it back. No, sing it back. Sing it it back. Bring it all back for good. Was uh, was it not sing it back? Seven. Then bring it back. Yeah. yeah, I know, but Sing It Back was the title of the song. Well, they were wrong. Luke, Gary and Matt. Talking telly. On the Custard TV podcast. The, the biggest sort of news that's that's affecting sort of viewing this week, and there isn't much news out there really, but the biggest one is that, um, as you probably know, there's been a lot of stuff about the BBC and the use of the licence fee recently. Well, there's been a parliamentary select committee um, now, if you've never seen one of those, think back to when Rupert Murdoch and that bloke who hit him in the face with a pie uh, was on. That's a select committee. Uh, basically, a bunch of... We them... need to get Gary reading the actual news on the telly. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Imagine if he did that. Just... Went, Here is the news. <laughs> that bloke, I can't remember his name, he's been in the news. Uh, yeah, right. that sounds ITV... just like Trevor McDonald. It did. ITV, uh, BBC's biggest competitor, uh, submitted evidence via a letter they didn't actually appear in person. I thought it was in person, but they didn't. To this select committee, and they've accused the BBC of being tired and outdated, relying yeah. on the same sort of format, yeah. and oh, going going for material that they shouldn't be going for, such as the Voice, uh, which they believe that should be left to them. That they should not, have it. Well, not mm. that they should have it, but they shouldn't have competition for their shows. Uh, they've accused the right. BBC of, of of having of going I'm just for reading things. It now. Uh, they, yeah, they're going for all. They, they've sort of set out three shows. And they slagged um, off Bargain Hunt. Well, that's it. No! <laughs> Cash in the Attic, Bargain Hunt, and. Uh, We've Hunt never even done Hunt. that. 
Yeah. You, basically, all you said there is what ITV are doing as well. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's, but I suppose that's the point. They're saying so, we yeah, in the what commercial it, market should do that, yeah. not the people who have to be reading route Reading sort of through this, it looks like ITV are saying you pinch stuff that we want and mm. you're beating us with sort of stuff that we're normally good at, so stop it. Yeah. They didn't bother with Rising Star, though, did they? Which is the uh, one format they bought, and they chickened out and didn't, didn't show it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, there is a certain sense of irony, obviously, you know, the BBC, you know, but I think I think ITV are trying to push a point that I don't think the public would agree with, but possibly those that fund the BBC, the governors and, and the parliamentary politicians might see as, yeah, you know, we shouldn't be spending in these times of austerity on a channel, I just think, yeah, on I, a channel I, I... that's going out and trying to beat a commercial station. Mm-hmm. The only point they made that I agree with was that the fact that they're casting aside positive services such as BBC Three. Yes. Um, what was the last proper risk that ITV took? And I can't. Well, I think, think I think we one. might be coming on to that later. Uh, well, was, are we? Um, Jekyll and Hyde. Really? Well, was not it, a, risk. a risky, a risky time slot, perhaps. Well, a risky time be. slot, yeah. But I, I mean, I, I can't think of anything risky that ITV did. They need to start focusing on their own schedules before yeah. they look at somebody else. Because yeah. I, I Cause never had watch an awful ITV year. now. They've had an awful but, couple of years. I've got an answer to your question, time. by the way, Luke. Their biggest risk: eternal yeah. glory. Gosh. Oh, have you seen that on Gogglebox? Yeah, I have. God, I even get annoyed watching that on Gogglebox, let alone watching it on the programme itself. The, the thing where they had to do Simon Says. Has Richard Bacon ever hosted anything worthy of watching, though, really? Uh, not, what was that? Not, since, not since Flipside. Flipside, I was going to say Flipside. Oh, That's about okay. the... Or Blue Peter, really, was the last decent thing he was on. <laughs> anyway, moving on as well, there's a, a brewing argument as well over the iPlayer. Again, the government are thinking of changing the loophole that means that you don't have to have a TV licence to watch catch-up television on the iPlayer, that you you need it to watch it live and television. Uh, And Channel 4 have come out in defence of the BBC, saying that if if that gets closed, then obviously access to things like all four will become uh, restricted as well. Um, Channel 4, although not fully funded by the government, is part-funded or... There is some form of funding for yeah, the government, Channel 4. Form so, of again, they're, they're, they're kind of biting back. I mean, I, I don't know whether perhaps BBC will find an ally in Channel 4 and it's war against ITV, and maybe they can do some more some more work together. I don't know. Um, I, do, I just don't think that the BBC needs any more bashing than it's already getting. Well, it seems I, I, so I, unfair. I feel like this bashing is going somewhere. It, it's either going to be a major increase in the TV licence or a major reduction in what the BBC's budget is again. I know this is controversial, but I do think that the thing with over 75s getting a free licence fee Mm. is, and BBC footing the bill for it, it doesn't, Mm. I I don't think it is a sound endeavour. And I think, didn't the Radio Times do a poll and a lot of people in that demographic said they would be happy to pay something well, I think I think a lot, a lot of people suggested that perhaps it should be linked to benefits. In other words, it should hmm. be those over 75s who receive benefits. But then that doesn't... I think they, that doesn't fair enough, that much. a reduced fee, like, I mean, for example, don't, like blind people pay a reduced fee for, yes. for the TV licence. It should be a reduced fee. I don't, well. I don't think that they should get it for free. 
if it's at the expense of the BBC itself, I think that no. would be a bit like me. the winter fuel allowance in the sense that it's available or to any. Or they can only have TV eight. during the winter. Yeah. Oh, that's a good They're idea. Not... During the it's summer, all... they should just look out the window. No, it should be the other way around, because summer TV's rubbish, and winter TV's yeah. really good. Okay, yeah, okay. Well, we'll have, oh, we'll have further is... discussions about it. And I reckon Bargain Hunt shouldn't be on telly. They should just go around to the people's houses and do it live there. Well, they're on Series 27. There can't be any many houses no, left there. 42, yeah. according to this. 42? The quote, the quote is, yeah. who needs a, sec- a 40-second series of Bargain Hunt? A 19th series of Homes Under the Hammer, a 16th series of Escape to the Country, or the 11th oh, series of Antiques Road Trip. Wow. Right, I'm okay. off west. Only a little bit of news. Firstly, uh, surprising news that The Brink, which was a HBO show currently showing on Sky Atlantic, or it was showing on Sky Atlantic, starring Jack Black, has been cancelled. That's no real big surprise. The big surprise is a couple of weeks ago, it had been renewed for a second series. Um, That's weird. This is kind of very weird for American television. I can't remember a single situation where a show has been renewed then cancelled. It such just sounds like they're time. just. It just sounds like they're pranking them. Like they all turn up at yeah. work and go, "Oh yeah, no, yeah actually, you you're out next year." <laughs> You've not. And then yeah. the other surprising news is that a new show that um, is going to be coming um, very soon called Ash vs Evil, which is showing on Stars. In America, got to make the <laughs> <laughs> in the middle Star. of our sentence. Stars, you've got to get the Z, you know, otherwise you just think it's stars. Uh, that's been renewed for a second series, and the first episode hasn't even been shown. That's is America in the weird time zone at the moment? Is it, is it in the twilight? They haven't even done their clocks yet. So I know. Is that what it is? Is on. that what the problem yeah. is? They're living yeah. an hour in the past, the future. I'm confu- that's confused me. I don't know. <laughs> So Luke and I have seen the second episode of Fargo. I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of episode two. I think there was less action, uh, less memorable scenes, and it was a bit more plodding. I know that shows can't be, you know, well, we'll come on to shows that I think carry action very well, but uh, this wasn't one of them. What did you think, Luke? I enjoyed this for the most part. Um, I just, I really like the tone of Fargo and the sort of, the fact that you never really know, it sort of, it's in the real world, but it seems like anything is possible, and and he can do anything with it. The best scenes were at the end with the guy chopping the, chopping the body up in yes. the butchers. Yeah, the police officer um, comes in and asks and for bacon. Kirsten Dunst or Kirsten Dunst had some good scenes in the hairdressers when she was sort of you know trying to keep it quiet what they'd done. Yeah. But I agree that it wasn't as, it it was a bit more you know. Slow, bit slower. I mean, this not this as... is what I remember about series one. You know, the incident happens in the first episode, which is what kicks it off. And then I know as soon as Billy Bob Thornton's character starts to disappear, the show got a little bit more, you know, distracting and less interesting. But there's um, a lot of characters in there, though, and a lot, yeah, in, a lot and... of time for them to do things. So, I mean, if this were in a, a UK show, I'd be a bit frustrated because we'd probably be halfway through the show already. But with it being yeah. an American thing where they got. 10 or 12 to play with I don't mind it so much and it still interests me because I know from the first series he can take it anywhere moving on uh, something that uh, it looks like I've only seen which is the premiere of E4's Scream Queens uh, the premiere will be all that I'm watching I have to say fascinated uh, is... that you even watch this if I'm honest well, I know. I have plenty of time on my hands this week 
Ryan Murphy wrote this one. He uh, created American Horror Story and uh, Nip Tuck. And it's basically about a college, um, what they call sorority, isn't it? Kappa Kappa Theta or something. Uh, (laughs) Basically, it's uh, Mean Girls versus kind of Halloween-ish. The girls are very bitchy. Uh, there's a new girl coming to the, you know, the, to, to the sorority, so you follow her around mostly. Uh, and basically, there's a serial killer who wears a devil's outfit. Um, I, the problem is, although this has its merits, Jamie Lee Curtis being one of them, I can't really see me recommending this. I don't know what audience is for. I suppose it's for a teenage girl audience, which is why it doesn't appeal to me. Let me rest my voice a while while Luke tells us about the second series of The Affair, which he's watched. Yeah, that started on Sky Atlantic with a double bill, two episodes. They're on episode four in the States, so we're only two behind. Uh, Last year, it was Ruth Wilson and Dominic West's uh, separate viewpoints. That's the way the show works, uh, showing you the same uh, events, but from different viewpoints and how they differ. And this year, they've done uh, four viewpoints. So you've still got Dominic West and Ruth Wilson, but you've also got their respective partners in Moriti... That's her, that's her, and uh, the guy from Dawson's Creek, whose name... And Fringe. It's it's only when discussing American stuff that my mind goes all (laughs) Gary-esque. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I I reckon it's the air when we go west, the air is thinner. I was worried, actually, that four perspectives might be a little too much to handle, that it might distract from the main story and leave it sort of in its place and nothing ever move forward because every time you move forward you then flash back to somebody else's perspective so could go around in massive circles two it's steps forward most... one step back yeah it's very Paula abdul in that respect but it does it does still work and it is an interesting show i don't know whether the perspectives is what i enjoy i think i enjoy the performances more mm. than the perspectives i think that was more of a gimmick that worked in the first series when they were having an affair now they're not having an affair as such i'm not sure what purpose it really uh what purpose it really serves affair. well this is a bit yeah. like prison break isn't it you know after it, the first series and they got out of the prison then what was the point of calling it prison break it, well, yeah, I think most they had to have them break shows... out of another prison in season three, didn't? They? Well, that's right. So there'll be, be another affair then, presumably. Well, but I, I do still enjoy it. The, the writing's very good, and it's also nice to watch a show that isn't about policemen. You know, that is just about people mm. living their lives, and they're not. I mean, Dominic West's character isn't particularly a decent person. Ruth Wilson is just the main draw for this. I think she's stunning in it. So uh, but it is on Sky Atlantic. last time. Though. Oh really? Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. What, so you what, like I, Dominic I, I West found more. it weaker when she led this led the story. Oh, that's interesting. I, I tended to believe her version more than his. I know that how the, the, the main. Did, how the main far episode, did you get, Gary, on the first series? I I got a couple of episodes in before I lost interest <laughs> because uh, again I, I got a bit no, but I got a bit annoyed with this idea of constant flashbacks. If you constantly are retelling the story through flashback, I I kind of get a bit lost. Not to paraphrase how I felt about lost. But did but did you did you not get that the perspectives were different and they were wearing yes. different clothes? Oh yeah the, yeah yeah no, I got yeah. the fact that the perspectives were different. I that that left me thinking, who do I believe, or are you? supposed to believe it's somewhere in the middle mm. you know you're supposed to believe what actually happened was somewhere in between what he and she said mm. so... I, I still like it if you can catch up now on either sky on demand sky go or now tv the affair series 2 
That's Lastly, nice. something else we're getting three days after it premiered in the States is uh, Sky One Supergirl, which is actually um, on Sky Demand, uh, and it'll be on Thursday. This has got on, Matt on, written on. all over it, blonde it girl in got, a uniform. This has got Matt right down to the costume written all over it. It's a fairly standard superhero story. If you don't know the story of Supergirl, basically, she was the cousin of Superman, and she was sent behind Superman to look after him, but her ship went into a chaos theory. What, 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 what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right, okay. Went Just into checking. like a doomsday chaosy thing and then she arrived <laughs> once 14 years old. We need you on the news to explain all this. But the plot is great. <laughs> the first episode is very, very fast. No, not just because she can fly but because uh. it is just very, very fast. Uh, it gets through the whole of her backstory to where she's working now, which is basically a version of uh, The Devil Wears Prada uh, you know, the storyline where she's working for like a very... Um, very f- high powered boss brilliantly played by Callista Flockhart who's probably the best thing in the show the rest of it is very simple superhero stuff, there's a lot of bad guys um, oh they've all been released from a prison ship and they're on earth and she's got to stop them um, and uh, David Harewood's very good in it as well for a bit of a British connection he plays uh, the leader of uh, an Does underground organisation sort of crappy yeah. homeland I was going to say connection. He No, I think he's playing a British accent in this one, actually. Again, I don't think I'm going to be sticking with Supergirl because I think I've watched other things very much like it and, and I don't really feel it's got a big hook. Teenage Girls, I don't know whether this is heading for the same market. There's lots of stuff about feminism and female identity in it. So let's pause for a second and Gary can tell us what Supergirl Melissa Benoit actually looks like in the uniform. Is it, you know, is it worth tuning in for that or... Are you wanting him to be pervy or to give a fashion analysis? (laughs) Whichever comes naturally, I suppose. I can do both. Okay. It really highlights her hips. Right, we'll start with one of the things that I think all three of us have seen and has been one of the big sort of talking points. Uh, this week in TV, and uh, Gary alluded to it earlier as well, was Jekyll and Hyde, uh, the new tea time drama. Uh, <laughs> from well, that's what they described because obviously I went to the screening, Gary. If you want to do been yes. to another screening, yeah, Matt's been to another screening. Yeah, <laughs> that's not the, the jingle. Don Luke. I forget what it is. That's why it I had to do up. it right now. It just Matt's going to another screening. That's it. Oh. Right. Oh. Um, I love and jingles. At the screening, they described it as a weekend TV tea time drama. Oh. And at the screening, there was a lot of concerns about the the content of it. Basically, the plot is that Jekyll's grandson has grown up unaware of his background. He lives in Sri Lanka with the adopted family and then he there's a event which leads him back to London and back to his sort of split persona and by and by he learns more and more about himself. There was a lot of sort of ghoulishness in this. A lot of silliness I think as well and I think it was well paced between the between the action and the sort of exposition and the bit of comedy that Christian McKay provided. I think, personally, and this isn't a, yeah, a decision, a point of view that a lot of people it's not have even a se- It's not even a it, sentence yet. Let's get there. <laughs> this isn't a point of view it, that a lot of people have got, is that I don't think it is on at the wrong time for kid, well, some kids to watch, because, Gary, we had this discussion when we were talking about Doctor Who. 
And this to oh, me don't is start the, this again. You nearly is, fell out over this. This is this to me is the kids hiding behind the sofa. Yeah. Thing. I well, think I'm... this has got that that Doctor Who. I think where where my comparison between the two is that they both got those scary moments, but I think Doctor Who now has a lot more intricate dialogue that yeah. younger children won't <clears throat> understand as much. Whereas I think Jekyll and Hyde had those scary moments, but all the in you know the exchanges between the characters were basic enough for I think a more I mean, the, diverse the, audience to understand. The the irony is Doctor Who is now firmly positioned at sort of eight eight thirty, whereas this is now I mean they're moving it to seven o'clock. But uh, but next week. But my, I mean my, I, I, my I, point I, I is I, I, I would say does it matter? Because it's all at no. the end of the day it's all before the watershed. Anything I, before I, nine I, is before nine. It doesn't I, I, matter where before that's nine. That's my is. favourite quote of the whole. Po- everything, but anything before nine is before nine. Best yeah. thing you've ever said. I just think Sunday evening is kind of family viewing time, and therefore, if you know your children are going to be easily scared, yeah, then don't want mm. let them watch yeah. this. You, the, I mean, the trailers you know, were they, it was quite heavily trailered, and you could easily read some of the reviews said you know younger yeah. children probably won't be able to deal with this. I don't think there was that much in it. The only thing I can think uh, there were two things. There was the Jekyll stepping on the little girl's neck at the beginning. Yeah. And then there was the Harbinger creature. I mean, I enjoyed it. I think Charlie Higson just needs to forget about writing comedy into his drama so much. There were too many moments of camp. I thought uh, I thought I, the I, comedy was well proportioned to no, the, I, the... The fight the, scenes didn't need the Batman-style stuff. It, it, it wasn't was, complicated it was, at all, really. No, that's, that know, was my point, whereas yeah. I think Doctor yeah. Who is a bit more complicated now. Well, yeah. doesn't Doctor Who take itself rather seriously now? Mm. I mean, I'm and not this one didn't to talk. at all. And I think this no, is I the thing that... with Charlie Higson is that they wanted their brief was something that was, you know, something that was action packed, that had a bit of comedy, that had a bit of drama, that was very British. And I think it ticks I, I mean, all those Richard boxes. Richard Grant was very good in it. I thought mm. it was, I thought he was great, and also the guy that played the the, the guy that killed his parents. I don't know his name, but. He was in uh, Mr. Strange as well, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Enzo Silente or something like that. And and he had a great part, sort of like an evil evil mm. dictator villain. Yeah, again, like... very over the top. But I, yeah, I think, but I, I don't yeah. mind that in my villain. Certainly promising, and certainly in a year where ITV has given us absolute drivel, mm. I think it's See, this, this is, to me, one of their biggest sort of successes of the year. We should mention the fact that there have been 800 complaints to Ofcom. No more than in 2000. Isn't it? I, 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 or was it 200? Well, I read 800 total somewhere. So, I mean, obviously, oh, OK, right. let's go with lots of complaints. Uh, I know we complain them. a lot about telly, but have you, have any, have, have you Gary, or... I, 800, I you are right, right Gary. But have you, have you, Gary, ever been felt compelled to nearly no. write a letter? Or I, there's write? this thing called the remote control, and if I don't like what I'm watching, I turn Exactly. Home. What is wrong with people? Why I've can't never they understood just... why people... It's like, why do people ring into radio shows to complain about what they're hearing? You know, it's hmm. find another radio station. You know, if you don't, yeah. if you don't like Jekyll and Hyde, don't watch it. Um, if you've truly got a beef I mean I can understand in the years gone by when there was only two channels that maybe you Mm. complained but now, uh, sorry Shall I do quickly, strictly? 
yeah. quickly. It was a bit of a mixed bag this week. No one really sort of improved or went down in quality. Kelly Bright and Helen George topped the leaderboard. And sadly, Ainsley Harriet left the show after only four weeks, which I think oh. is a damn shame. I thought he could have lasted until Blackpool. Next week is Halloween theme, which is one of their big weeks, so hopefully it'll be a bit more exciting. And that now, was quickly strictly, wasn't it? There, that I told was... you quickly strictly. That's what it says on the tin. Against that, we had the live judges' houses of the X Factor. Oh, right. Yeah. Let's ignore the fact this is a com- competition show. Let's just look at it as a TV program. This was an awful piece of television. Taking all the X Factor stuff aside and all the cliches we've known we know exist around it, just as a piece of TV to sit down and watch, it was unbearable. What this like by doing it live, it lost that sort of overblown melodramatic emotional yeah. moments with them by sitting not, on the day not... long going yeah it's bad news and and again when... i think you should play that louis walsh only the young clip again I... just for <laughs> that, the lack of the live hosts at the houses hurt as well yeah because they were just um, talking to random production crew members on saturday we had family over and i they didn't watch the x factor and i was able to whizzed through the two and a half hours of X Factor on, on Saturday in about 25 minutes because it was, you know, what were the adverts but and Did you the not preamble. enjoy the 10 second countdowns before we what got was our... the What was the point of the, the 10 second and countdown? And they, they got rid of the begging bit because they had the begging bit in the first oh, part. And they got... But then and why... If you'd, but... if you'd watched um, Saturday night's section with Nick Grimshaw... You, I was really not. I had to then sit through it all again at the start I know, of Sunday I know, show. I know. Well, I didn't. I, I didn't. And I think when Simon Cowell rocked up on Saturday night, he looked a mess. He looked like I think he had a shave during the show. I, I when you I first think, saw him, he looked a mess. I think they didn't rehearse that show properly. I think it was no, never. No, come on. I really. Do you, the... do you think that? No. Um, Dermot would have handled it better than Ollie Mers and Caroline. No, I don't. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. I think I sort of do a little bit. I I do a bit. Well, I don't blame them. They're trying hard, but even Steve Jones would have done better. Oh, good grief! Oh, come on now. (laughs) I think perhaps they should have done bits separately. They shouldn't do bits together. It's not the they don't. It just didn't work. The live thing. I thought. They're not. They thought it would make. It would be this big event and stuff, but obviously because they couldn't do the other bits live, it was all awfully uh, disjointed and jarring. For me, that's one of the cornerstones of the X Factor, that bit where they sit them down and you've got the close-ups of them sobbing their eyes out. I love that. Well, no, I like the idea of them going home lonely on the plane and trying to open the door. Oh, and then they go and they've got all those banners up at their home, all the families there. Oh, no, I didn't get through. I'm I just only, don't I'm, know I'm, who's thought this was a good idea. I don't no, know. I'm, I'm still going to be voting for Mason Noyes. So, but I there just, you go. just think, as a piece of telly, just unbearable. Awful. Taking yeah. all the unbearable. Unbearable. But annoyingly, yeah. Annoyingly, we'll probably still watch the well, live shows. Uh, you, know, you know what? You know what's coming. It's it's the chart of of. Uh, uh, oh yeah, the chart. Brilliant. One chart oh, that good. hasn't been up this week is the Apprentice chart, which will be on no. its way shortly. The pet um, episode where they bought uh, some things to sell at the pet show. There was a cat tower. There was a dog sofa, a sofa for dogs, um, and some lovely balloons. That's the balloons. one thing you didn't need to explain, really. I think the cat tower needed... Yeah, and don't forget a chicken high visor jacket. 
I, I thought both teams did all right on this task because I, I thought it would be a lot closer than a yeah, thousand. Yeah, I couldn't pounds. work out who which team would go. I, I'm really disappointed because I loved Ruth. I thought she was good value for money and you could have kept her on. But I get more. the impression that it wasn't she wasn't you watched that you're fired. She seemed like a real pain in the neck in the house. She was a motivating, early rising juicer. A person. <laughs> oh my god! No, no, that's the most offensive thing you've ever seen. Well, that I put that on Twitter. I don't necessarily need to see any of them in their underwear. This is not, you know, America's Next Top Model or something. Now that Luke has pointed it out, I hate you. All the little cliches, the picking up of the phone, the you can show yeah, them in and you sorry. Thing minute, that I would now great on me yeah. because you pointed it out. I would out. get rid of Luke. Now I like all of that. Because I think do it's you? a bit That's, of an, an, It's interesting of it. that you do. Yeah, I, I, I just think it does break it up and gives it some sort of structure. But we know and I it like, all. I but... like the bits where they go, oh, why are we going there? What's the task about? I do find, I do find that taking them to, to um, Dr. Johnson's But again, place, what would you do? Just because you've got you, a cat. How would you... Right, Luke, how would you start the episode then? How, what would you do to explain right. the task? Here's a cat. <laughs> how they would you do it? it? How would I do it? I'm gonna need more time to think about okay. it. I can't just. But if that isn't in place, how would you? T- you could take him to a pets at home. You know that would be. I mean, a- the United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to twenty thousand dollars in recruitment incentives for newly appointed agents. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He could have taken them anywhere. He could have, I think I would have loved it more if he'd taken them into the boardroom, turned around and was stroking that's, up like, they, That's how that you do it. That's yeah. how you do it. In fact, I, think that's how, I think that's how I'd start each show. That yeah. makes sense, actually, because you know how each show ends in the boardroom, wouldn't You'd it start be? Start it in the boardroom. Start it in the boardroom with him yeah, saying okay. what the task is, yeah. and then they they go there to report back. But there then is, he could well, have I a like gimmick the in the boardroom. I like the sort of campness of it. I think it, the naffness yeah. of going to these weird places. Well, I think because he's done it every year, I think maybe I'm just not as and keen is on the, it now. is the boardroom the studio that is the boardroom? Is that quite far away from the rest of London? Oh, I don't know. I don't in. know. That's in, feeling in, it's um, in it. I had a feeling it was in Clandudno, but I don't know where it is. (laughs) You know, in the the task where there's been tasks in the past where they've been rushing to get back to the boardroom and they've been late. I'd quite like that if they're on the way to the boardroom against the clock. I suppose yeah, the boardroom can't be that far away because they have. Yeah, yeah, you. There is a bit of late, late latish breaking news. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of the contestants, the one who was near Selena, 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 I read that. um, She's opted out of her contract, which means that she won't be doing any of the press. You're fired after she's fired, which pretty much confirms she won't be winning, I think. Or Um, that she's fired next week. Well, I was surprised she wasn't fired last night. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people were. Yeah. I I would have got rid of her before Ruth. We'll we'll try and get through a load of crime drama. We'll start with the new 
the new crime drama, which is Cuffs. This was a new 8pm uh, drama starring Ashley Walters and Amanda Abington. And finally getting some work this year, Sean Dooley. Oh, I, I, thank God, I've been worried. It's been a while since we've seen him in anything. So it's it means good. I haven't got to stand in my local town with my Sean Dooley tin rattling it, hoping that he can pay his electric bill this month. <laughs> um, uh, this was all and written by Julie Geary, who did Prisoner's yeah. Wives. It was all set in Brighton. Uh, there was a new trainee uh, who was the son of the commissioner, was he? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he was being shown around by Ashley Walters, very angry single dad who just seemed very angry about everything, just generally. Mm. Some quite cliched bits, like for example, yeah. you know, you knew that by the end of the day he would have gained. He uh, would save him and got. What was the character's the... name? Josh or? I can't oh remember. God, that's awful, isn't it? Why don't we know? I, I think one thing. I mean, this is Jake. very reminiscent, Jake. very reminiscent of two American shows. One being Rookie Blue, which unfortunately has recently been cancelled, which uh, is Canadian, which can well Canadian and American, and and also Southland, which is a great hidden gem, which did show on more four, which it's started a bit tamer off... than Southland. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say <laughs> Southland closer <laughs> to like Training Day than uh... I was going to say that the similarity more fun to land Southland. Than Southland. Let me finish yeah. a sentence. The similarity to Southland is that it's a new a new trainee coming in and joining an existing but force. That's a, that's that is up. a very much a standard plot device of a lot of culture. Yeah. The interesting thing about this, I watched this on previews a couple of weeks ago quite enjoyed it and and bigged it up on Twitter and then I watched it last night live with the family and I didn't enjoy it as much at all I don't know what it was I found bits of it quite amateurish my parents found uh, Ashley Walters to just be so irritating. That, mm, I agree. That, you know that he was just he overplayed everything I mean we got the point that he was this gruff guy who didn't take any nonsense but he just was just too I much, found I think, at times. the scenes with Ashley Walters to be the least engaging. I liked all the stuff with Amanda Abington mm. and the, you know, the racism thing and the other... Who, what was the other copper in before? I recognised him. I liked their stories more than I did this sort of, almost I, like this I training day fact. thing. I guess when I watch stuff on previews, I'm not as engaged. I think I am at the time. But I'm not actually engaged because you tend to check your email or make sure that your computer's... The clock. So you're not as engaged because you're just sat in front of a computer. I mean, I, I, uh, there, I, I, there was I too much going on for me in that. There's too far too much to believe that that would all happen in a day. I know they've got an hour of drama to fill, but there was just too much happening and too much being thrown at you that the you could actually I, ever believe it. I, I'm going to keep watching it, and I think actually it's good to have an 8 p.m. drama that I like because there haven't been many of them. What really worked, and what all three of us when we were watching last night. It looked in at least in HD. It looked absolutely fantastic. Oh yeah, even it taking had a out great sense of place of you knew yeah. you were in Brighton, and it wasn't. Oh, was it? I think it was a, good of, a good use of Brighton. I think that you was... didn't need mm. Carolina Hearn going in Brighton like she does in, on... today in Brighton. <laughs> in Brighton. Um, <laughs> see, I don't know now. I think I'm going to give it the second one. Yeah, I will. But I, I don't think know. It's going to be one of those that are sort of on in the background, like a Waterloo Road or something like that. They, no. they tried to do uh, something, and I think it's hard to judge it on its first episode because they've got to introduce a lot of characters. They had to, there was a lot going on. Yeah, so I think give it some time and we'll see. Yeah, I think by I the think, end, by sort of three, at four, and we'll see yeah. where it is. I, I but, think they did a good job of setting up 
bigger storylines yeah. for the whole series. Agreed. Have you told your friends about this podcast? No. Well, tell them now. The Custard TV Live. Gary, do you quickly want to talk about Doctor Who and The Last Kingdom? Uh, yeah, Doctor Who very briefly. That does sound like a spin-off that, I, that we have. Doctor Who the Last Kingdom. Last Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, this episode of Doctor Who was the second, well, not the second of a two-parter, but the second that featured Maisie Williams. Um, I saw and, the first, the Vikingy one, but I haven't right. caught up with this, the like Highwayman. This one. No, it? the Highwayman. What was very interesting was the, were the the links that they actually made. They actually talked about Captain Jack Harkness and how you know her affliction is similar to his. You know, he could never die. Uh, and the similar way in which she continues to live and never ages. Uh, I just thought, again, very well written. Great uh, character as well, played by Rufus Hound. Uh, again, another comedian. Oh, I can't. I'm glad I him. No, no, no. Oh, I can't stand him. Completely not what you think of Rufus Hound. He played a very good character. You wouldn't uh, believe so... what I think of Rufus Hound. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, oh, you awesome. know, I'd like to see Rufus Hound on Release the Hounds, and they just... Uh, release, yeah, just... Uh, Release yeah, the on Rufus I'd love Hound. that. Indeed. Uh, strong episode, I thought. Uh, right. Um, the Last, Last Kingdom. Kingdom. Okay, well, this is based on a series of books, I think written by Bernard Cornwell. And basically, this is about uh, the time when the Danes, the Vikings, invaded Northumbria. Uh, and it's fictitious to some extent that they settle and, and, as we know, really all they did was pillage, you know, and go back to their home country. Whereas in this version, they set up camps and pillage and moved down the country. My time is up, but I'll keep going. Um, and um, what I, was that? I didn't know you set yourself a timer. That, that's my dinner. So. All oh, right. What are you having? Fish uh, with roast potatoes and spaghetti. You lost carbs me at the spaghetti. There, Gary. Yeah, no, not no, the t- carbs. No, a tin of spaghetti, not not <laughs> spaghetti pasta. Spaghetti in hoops. hoops. Yeah, spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last kingdom is very good. It's very well written. Um, it has a certain lineage to Game of Thrones, but doesn't have any anything for pudding. The, um, no, nothing. Oh, a yogurt. I've got a yogurt in the fridge. Okay, right. go, yeah. carry on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's a banana hanging around. The right <laughs> uh, so very linked to Game of Thrones, but nowhere near as choice as Matt would, as I would put it. Uh, but it does feature the violence. Uh, the guy who, the, the little kid that was in um, Doctor Foster, also stars in this as oh, the okay. young, the younger oh, version of the that. main character uh, called Ered or something. I may have got that wrong. Redhead. Uh, Ethel read the unready. It's just very good. It's obviously the Danes speak with a slight accent. You know, they're not speaking Danish. They're speaking English. Uh, And it is very good. There are a number of moments where I think people will get a bit lost in it. Um, It it is very action heavy. But for a historical type drama and for something, the one thing I'm very confused about is this is not a cross promotion with anybody. This is strictly a BBC production. They've obviously spent a lot of money on this. Uh, I'm surprised it's on BBC Two. Moving on now to um, a, a um, second episode oh, of a series that <laughs> theme tune, the theme tune was stuck in my head all day yesterday, which is the returned because Luke. I love watch. the theme tune. Just in my head all day that with a xylophone. No 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 no. played on a Wurlitzer. First mention of the Wurlitzer on the podcast, if you are <laughs> keeping count.
I remember feeling it was a bit disappointing. Yeah, a bit, that's what you said. Didn't really, you know, grab me as much as I wanted. This second episode had a lot going on that, that I was interested in. A lot of, you know, character development. A lot of the, re- you know, new returnees returning. And it Milan. just seemed to... F- it just seemed to flow better, I thought. I think that was... Well, I think the first episode of Series 2 was a very first episode of Series 2 episode, if yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it was. It's like we establish everything, and now yeah. we're up and running again. We've got new characters oh. coming in. We're establishing some more of the... What can the return do, as we yeah. talked about last week? Because we're not sure of the actual mythology, and I think we're getting more of that now. Yeah. We've got more kids from the bus crash coming I, back. I loved, I loved Victor's mum returning yeah. and the relationship there. I just the thought dad it of just... the serial killer and the bartender. Yeah, I just think everything flowed better. It seemed reminiscent of some of the best episodes of Series 1. There was a lot for everybody to do. It didn't have that focus on one particular character. And it just, re- for the whole hour it was on, it just really held my attention. I was immersed in the world of The Returned. And it does have, much like Fargo, but even better, I think, a great sense of its of the tone. I think the, the spookiness of The Returned is the best thing about it. It's in a lovely grey bubble that is un- looks unlike anything else on TV and is... Completely bonkers, but, but but completely believable while you watch it, which is a which is a clever thing to do, really, because in, you yeah, could just... I, it's sort of um, like dream dreamist dream yeah. realism, poetic realism, yeah. as they call it. It, um, it has lost half its viewers now. Whether that's because it's on more four, I think, so. or whether it's that's because people watch the first one. It? Channel Four took such a risk that paid off putting it on Sunday at nine. They don't have that luxury now with Homeland there but it I mean I urge you to check it out I haven't got a good link for this but Gary do you want to talk about that Professor Green suicide document oh that's a bit rubbishy I wanted a you're good always link. good at the segue and that uh-huh. was just a little bit what from the, I can't I can't do it because it's just a bit you know can't, can't come up with one and then we splice it in later or something no yeah okay, okay. um yeah the Professor Green uh, did a, a, an episode based on this as part of the Behind the Curtain series or something, isn't it? Or... Isn't it something to do with gender? But isn't it to do with specifically men committing suicide? Young men yes, committing the, the, suicide? And that's, focused, I think, yeah. where it fits in with the gender. Yeah, and, and he's that. been touched by this because his father committed suicide. He, You know, it's made that the suicide rate of men under 45 and his dad committed suicide at 41. He was estranged from his father. He wasn't, you know, living with him or been growing up with him at all. In fact, you found out through the episode that he'd actually disowned him almost. And and the, the whole piece felt a little uncomfortable. Um, we talk about BBC Three and we talked about the excellent Disabled series and, and others that they've done. This one felt a little bit more staged. Whether this was because Professor Green is you know not willing to you know have himself filmed in, in such an open way, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure. But I'm not saying I didn't believe him. I don't know. I just didn't quite get the point. Was it more about re- him than the subject? Well, but that was okay. That was that was what you expected, but no, it, it, he seemed to go round to places and and, and they, it wasn't as uh, engaging. Perhaps. It wasn't yeah. as engaging, and I gave this a good go. You know, I sat down with a cup of tea. I didn't, you know, look at the internet or anything else. I sat down and watched this. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to twenty thousand dollars in recruitment incentives for newly appointed agents. 
If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers slash usbp. That's cbp.gov careers slash usbp. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I, just as a program, he didn't quite fit it. And, and maybe just because he's not a documentary maker and he was dealing with a personal story that I don't know. But I mean, great stuff that they produced really you know um mind-blowing statistics and 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 there was a great organization that gave uh, respite uh, to people who were thinking of committing suicide and they said you know you can have five weeks here to sort of you know switch off and and, and you know get get away from things and we'll talk to you uh, but even they said that the um the uh, the number of women to men that take up the service was two to one they see this so, sort of um has caught um, you know, gain traction. They've talked about it on Newsnight, I think, and yeah. they're going to screen it in is it the House of Commons or something. They've been talking about it. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot of good merit in what's been done as a show. Perhaps not mm. something particularly. And, and again, like BBC Three, again, like making the news, doing these documentaries that I don't yeah. think the, the two main BBC channels would do. Something. Uh, let's end on a bit of a lighter note with two shows, starting with Catastrophe, that uh, myself and Luke watched. This is the second series of the Channel 4 sitcom starring and written by Sharon Horgan and Rob Delaney. Um, this, to me, was a bit odd because they jumped quite way forward in the future. Mm. Um, but that they ha- you know what? I quite like that. I, I agree when it first happened. I was like, oh, that's a shame. But I quite liked it because it, it moved... This, because there was only one way the original story could have gone, mm. I suppose, and they wanted to avoid that, you know, yeah. them, them buying their first nappies or struggling to, you know, keep the child amused. I or did love the or... fact that he couldn't pronounce his daughter's name. Do you want me to take... I'm wearing... Why do you do that? Why do you pause before you say her name? I don't. Do I? I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> I want to get rid of that dog. I'm so glad you said that. Why did we get her? Because that bitch from the shelter told us they were going to have her put down after we'd already tickled her belly, which is basically entrapment. Can you really not pronounce her name? It's not like some African tribal language with clicks in it. It's just Irish. It's just easy. I'll get it. I I will get there. Mwirin is a beautiful name. Sorry, I called your mother a hemorrhoid. That's okay. I mean, best case scenario, she's so upset she leaves. Worst case scenario, she kills herself, and I can finally be free. Do you know what's so great about Catastrophe is it seems like you're watching Sharon Horgan and Rob Delaney have a really good laugh. Yeah. To check in on Frankie. His little bum still up in the air. Way up there. I gave it a little polish. God, his little bum is too much. Even his penis is cute. Oh. His little penis. I love his little penis. <laughs> you don't think it's little, little though, do you? No, it's huge for a baby penis. Is it? <laughs> I'd hate if he had a small penis. It's not bad. No, all moms want their sons to have big penises. You want your son's penis to inspire respect and a tiny bit of fear. No, 
I just want it to be big enough so he doesn't have to worry. I don't want him to be a folk legend or... Yeah, I don't want him to have to roam from city to city using rural highways in search of women who can handle his freakish penis. <laughs> they, they seem like... But at the same they time, are... there's more than laugh. There's this sort of, you know, believability about it and it, it rings It never true. feels like you're watching a written sitcom. It just and even feels Carrie like Fisher is absolutely brilliant in it. As the, as well, Rosalind. I find her the weakest link, but she's really? not in it enough to annoy just me. Just because she's I, too much. Yeah. She's too over the she's, top. Yeah, she's just a little bit too much, and I don't actually like her as an actress, but that's more of a personal thing, I suppose. But I, I think the show as a whole is just the easiest half hour you could and ever... even spend. the stuff but with, like, the dad's dementia and stuff like that, yeah. you wouldn't find that in a sitcom or, you know... And, and, and I left... I mean, it's all, as, as awful as it was, I loved the stuff with the dead dog. Yeah. I, I, I just thought it was a real... Considering Mark we'd had Bond the first amazing. series... Considering we'd had the first series... You know, in TV terms, relatively so recently, it was just I like think a maybe breath of fresh air to have it back. The the jump in time feel even more jarring because we haven't even mm. had a whole year between series. This is... They seem to be having a, a great time it making is it. They... Just a great chemistry, really mm. high gag ratio, but something going on below the surface. And I think this is why, as well, I love pulling as much as I did. Yeah, oh, I, I love pulling so much. This is like so that, much. but with a male voice as well, so yeah. you've got both ends of the spectrum. And, and as you say, the, the best gags were the ones where nobody could pronounce the, the daughter's name because Mar- it was Irish. Moran. Mo- Moiran. Moiran, it was. <laughs> but I, uh, I just thought, it's just superb. And I, I literally cannot wait for the next one because I just enjoy it so much. And it's unfair that people keep... All the reviews keep going on about how crass it is. Yes, it is, but there's far more to it than well, that. Otherwise, our, I wouldn't um, like it. Well, but then again, that, that, that's yeah. a perfect example. This this doesn't appeal to me, so I don't watch it. Yeah, but and it's, it's, a, it's shame a perfect example a... of what we said. So, and you know. finally, Detectorist is back. Um, when by the time you listen to this, it will have been on. Um, that's spooky. It's like you can. It's like you know what people are gonna do. That's spooky. Now I I sort of cheated a bit on this and have already watched the entire second series. Mackenzie Crook as Lance. No, he's Andy, isn't he? He's and Andy, Toby and Lance, Lance is Toby Jones. There is a there is a thing in Ep Two where someone does mix that up. So there you go. Um, oh, yeah. It's moved on a little bit since the last series. Uh, Andy's now married to uh, Rachel Sterling's character, which. Um, Luke still has a problem with, I'm guessing. Well, no, I, actually, towards the end of the first series, I made my peace with that, because actually... <laughs> no, no, a I nice did, little cameo I... from Diana Rigg here, who is actual Rachel Ooh, Sterling's actual her, As her mum, yeah, well yeah. done. It's a nice little hidden gem, this. Mm. I mean, I think we do this sort of comedy in Britain far better than the Americans do. It's so light-hearted mm. and so... So distinctly British. And I so, like all the stuff with so the baby sweet. and the fact that he's worked out this routine yeah. and all this, all these little things. And there are some great sort of... Run, I won't give them away, but there are some great no. sort of running stories. It is just a gem and, and... It is a hidden gem. And also, i tell you what as well, I well, just it like... BAFTA, didn't it win the comedy BAFTA this year? Mm, with, yeah, it with, did. With, with this and Catastrophe, more than anything, I just like having a show where, apart from what happens in it, I just really like spending time with and, the people in and it. And together as well, I suppose you could put yeah, that. Yeah, because just well. Mackenzie Crook and Toby Jones are brilliant together, mm. and the ensemble cast, and then Sharon Horgan and Rob Delaney. They're just decent people to spend time yeah. with. And 
that's the joy in Detectorist and Catastrophe in that respect. I mean, it's a shame somebody you spoke to today on the radio didn't realise that mm. this show's even coming back. Which he, is he watched it last yeah. year and, and... Didn't know I, it was called Detectorist. Yeah, I said Detectorist and he was like, oh, I've not, I've not seen it. It's like, it was about people, metal detectors. Oh, yeah, I loved yeah. it. So it's, yeah. it's, it's that weird it's thing, shame. isn't it? Like it's brand awareness, I suppose, in it, uh, for a Or lack show. of awareness. Yeah. yeah. So pick of the week. Uh, Gary, first, pick of the week. Oh, I uh, bet. Yeah, I forgot Slim about Pickens pick this week. week. So I'm going to go for Code Black, which is a new medical drama on Watch, which is on the, tonight when we're recording, so by the time. So we'll have some uh, an update on that next week, but I uh, quite like the look of it. Luke? Uh, I'm going to go for an odd one. I'm going to say uh, The Secret Life of Four-Year-Olds on Channel 4. I, there was a, a sort of a pilot last year. It's on Tuesday, 8 o'clock. It's one of those shows that Channel 4 do extremely well. Very sweet-hearted, and there's no way that you couldn't watch this and have a good laugh and feel a bit warm inside when you're watching it. It's just really entertaining. 8 o'clock Tuesday, Channel 4. Next Wednesday, ITV Encore at 10pm is the last episode of Season 3 of The Americans. And I'm oh. mainly saying that so me and Luke can remember oh. to talk about it next week. Yeah, um, but please. But I, yeah, please, if you're, if you're keeping up with this, please remember oh, it's on. God, yeah, it's, it's an awesome episode of TV. Bloody hell, that is a great bit of telly I, I mean I get frustrated the reason I get frustrated with Gary he didn't get you know very far on the detectorist didn't get very far on the Americans why why but he got through eight episodes of Mr. Robot in a week or <laughs> and you know what I haven't watched the ninth because I'm scared of it. <laughs> I'm not you and I don't follow your rules well, no, you don't. But also, you don't follow your own rules. You yeah, picked I do. up. You, you you kicked us about about from darkness, and you've still only seen the two that we've seen. I, I, there's no. Where's the law you, that says I have to? I've got a DVR player now. Where's yes, the law I know. that says I have to watch them? I can watch them no. whenever I want. No, yeah, Gary, but my point uh, is, you yeah. won't go back to. Uh, you, I will. Go, uh, now, you Gary, won't. remember you're really angry with Luke and get, let's start the quiz. <laughs> yeah, let's do yeah. <laughs> right. Um, this, is, this is where I go wrong week <laughs> after week. It's to Matt. We don't need to bother with the rules. Uh, right, uh, Matt, you can go first. Question oh, number one to ten. One to ten. Uh, I will go number four, please, Gary. Okay. Which actor plays Don Draper in Mad Men? Oh. That would be John Hamm, who's yes. soon to cameo in Toast of London. There you are. One point to Matt. <laughs> number three, please. What is the last name of Buffy in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? No clue. Move on. Pass. <laughs> can I guess you can guess, yeah. Summers, is it? Correct. It's not the questions I have an uncanny knack of picking the wrong right. number. You've easy ones in here. For the unassailable lead and a 7-4 lead, uh, yeah. Matt. I'll have number nine, please, Gary. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Which <laughs> actress plays Adrian Mole's mother in The Secret Diary of Adrian Mole, oh. age 13 and three quarters? Oh, I know it, I think. Lulu. Oh, you... No. Oh. No, it's Julie Walters. Was Lulu oh. in it? 
I don't know. I've not seen okay. it myself. But uh, for, for one all and uh, a potential tie-breaking question. Question number one, please, Gary. The last episode of which British TV series aired yeah. on the 31st of October 2010 after having been on the, year, the air for 26 years? I have an uncanny knack of picking the wrong question. British TV series ended in 2010. 26 years. I'm going to go for an odd one because we were talking about cuffs. I'm going to say the bill. You're right. <gasps> that oh, was a genuine guess. Lulu wasn't in oh. Adrian Mole. I don't know why I thought Lulu. Uh, I'm going to give you another question. I'm going to make this three questions this week. Oh, the, the, the standard. But you're not going to get to pick a... Uh, I pick the question. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you're really annoyed at me. So uh, let's... No, I'll be fair. Uh, so, okay. Matt, you get to go first. Uh, the British Medical Circus Doctors is set in which fictional <sighs> Midlands town? Oh, God. I used to watch it as well. Three, two... Now it's gone. Luke, I'll offer this one up to you. Uh, I can't. I can't. I'm no. sorry. I can't. But, if anything else, we've learnt, we've learnt that Matt used to watch Doctors, which well, I think is worthy of knowing. When they used to be on After Neighbours. <laughs> Luke, your question to drag it yeah. back to 6-5. Which yeah. show's opening theme is Woke Up This Morning by British band Alabama 3? Oh. Well, uh, the Sopranos. Correct. So oh. despite my inherent uh, bias, uh, Matt goes down. <laughs> uh, Luke wins and is bringing it back to 6-5. Oddly, The Bill and The Sopranos, two shows that I, I've not really ever paid that much attention no, to. No, two shows I wouldn't have put down on your... No, but you know what? I did Oddly, actually watch... Lulu wasn't... Oh, no, she wasn't in Doctors. Will you shut up about <laughs> Lulu? I'm trying to find out why, why I thought Lulu was in... Oh, here we are. She was in... She played Adrian Mole's mother in The Growing Pains of Adrian Mole. That's why I was very specific to say Adrian Mole. Yeah, that's it. So she did play Adrian Mole's mother, so I'm not going insane. So there we go. At, at Lucaster TV for myself, at The Gary Show for Gary, and at Matt's TV Bites on Twitter for Matt. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash the Custard TV. Download this from iTunes or the TV.com and um, by next time you hear this, yeah. I will have spent as much time with Danish and Swedish people as Gary has because I'm off to the bridge next week and I'm oh, beyond excited. Be toxic for me when you get there. I will, she's bound to be there. Okay, yeah. take care. Bye. Bye. Download this podcast from the TV.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.